The Productive Woman, Episode 30. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about task management, that is managing and and keeping track of all the things we need to do. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 30. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And I'll share a little more about that later on in the show. But now let's get into it. We're going to be talking about task management. And uh, we'll start by briefly explaining what I mean by task management or project management, why we need it. We'll talk about some specific options. Uh, options and tools and approaches, and then we'll briefly discuss the process, which applies no matter what system or tools you're using. So let's get into that. What What is task management? When I'm talking about that, I'm talking about very simply a system for managing the projects and tasks and things we need to do. Now, if you only have a few things to do, uh, you know, it can all be in your head, but it's always better to get it out of your head and into a written system you can rely on because your brain power is better used for other things like creative thinking and, and that sort of thing. So the idea of a task management system is finding a way to get all this stuff out of your head into some sort of tool or device that can store it for you, that you can organize it, that you know it's there and you can consult it as needed to uh, to keep up with getting things done. So what do you need for that uh, in terms of a task management system? It, it really depends on your circumstances, your style, your preferences, and your mode of working. For instance, if you work from home and have no kids and one area of focus and responsibility then you may need one kind of system. If you have multiple roles and areas of responsibility, you maybe need something else. If you're on the go, you need access to uh, your your to-do list or whatever, or you need to be able to sync it to multiple devices, then that's going to have some bearing on what sort of tools and system you choose. And if you need to collaborate with others on the projects that you're working on, that imposes some requirements on the tools and system that you use. So we're going to talk about some options that maybe will suit you depending on where you fall on this spectrum. And they really, the thing, the, the options for you in terms of tools and systems for managing your tasks and your projects run the gamut from low tech to high tech, from very simple to very robust and, and adaptable, from a local type of thing to very portable. I'm going to talk about a few things. Uh, this is by no means a comprehensive list. And it, it, we, 
we can't, I couldn't possibly cover everything in, you know, a 30 minute episode. So I'm going to throw out a few ideas to consider. Most of the things I'm going to talk about, I've used myself for varying lengths of time and in various circumstances. And, you know, with, with, with the exception of one of them, which I'll mention later for which I have an affiliate link, I don't get anything from promoting the particular um, tools that I'm talking about. Again, they're just things that I've used that I've found helpful and that maybe you will find helpful as well. But there are many, many more apps and tools and systems out there. So I really hope that if I don't mention your favorite, you will share it with the rest of us in the comments so that we can learn. So let's get into a list of the options. And I'm going to kind of start from the most low tech and uh, local and simple process and work my way up to the most complicated and robust uh, tool that I've come across. And so one option for project and task management is a whiteboard, you know, something on the wall or on your refrigerator or whatever. Uh, what are its pros? It, it can be very big or whatever size you like. It's very visual. You can draw or mind map on it. It's a great option for people who are very visually oriented and generally work in the same place Who because one of the cons of this particular tool is you can't take it with you. It's going to be there. Now you could, uh, I suppose if you like to plan your to-do list or your project list on a big whiteboard, you could take a, a picture of it with your phone, for instance, and then you'd have it with you when you're traveling. But in general, it's a local kind of tool. It's there on the wall. Again, it's really good for for those who are visual and like to be able to write things big or have it there. And then, you know, you can erase it when you finish your project and, and uh, start again. So that's number one is a whiteboard. Uh, number two option is a notepad or a notebook. Very low tech. Uh, the pros, it's very portable. It can be very inexpensive. There is lots of variety out there to suit your style. You can get everything from a, a cheap little, um, you know, spiral bound notebook at Target or Walmart or something all the way up to very expensive, pretty notebooks with uh, high quality paper. Uh, whatever you like, there's going to be something out there for you. And uh, another pro of it is the satisfaction of physically crossing off completed tasks. And, you know, don't disregard that. I, there's something pretty cool about being able to cross something off. I have been known in the past when I am working from a written list to add things that I've already done just so I can cross them off later. So anyway, that's uh, option number two, a notepad or a notebook or some kind of paper and pen approach to uh, capturing your tasks and managing your to-do list. A third option is index cards. And, you know, they can be anything from the three by five cards to the bigger ones. But the pros for that are it's very, they're very portable. They're very inexpensive. You can get them in lots of different colors. They're very easily changed. And one really worthwhile or, or, or pro of this that's worth considering is 
their size limits your list to a manageable number. And frankly, even when I, uh, uh, although I use a generally pretty high tech approach to this, to managing my uh, tasks and my projects, sometimes I will, if I'm getting overwhelmed, I'll close the apps that I use, which I'll talk about in a minute, and I'll get out a three by five card and just write uh, just the, you know, what are the three things I've got to get done today on that card and carry it around with me and cross them off as I get them done. That can be uh, a great way of dealing with project overwhelm when you've got so much stuff going on that you know you can't get it all done. Uh, just have that little three by five card and limit your list to just the things you really have to get done in that particular day. The cons, uh, the the pitfalls or the 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 shorting shortfalls, I guess, of of index cards, is that they are small. They're n- not probably enough for someone with a really complex life with lots of uh, areas of responsibility or for very complex projects. They're kind of a short term thing uh, for focusing your attention for the day, for instance. But they're a great option and another really low-tech one. Moving up in the, you know, a little bit higher tech would be the built-in list or to-do apps that come, say, uh, on your computer or with the operating system of your whatever devices you use. I, as I've admitted many times in the past, I am a a Mac user, an Apple user. And so uh, on the Mac and on the Apple devices, the the iPhone and so on, there's the Reminders app. And it's it's similar to the to-do list in Outlook if you're using a Windows-based system. And these are just list-making applications. And there are some pros for these. They're free, generally. They come with the device. They, if you stay within the same ecosphere, so to speak, whether it's all Apple devices or Windows devices or Android or whatever, they'll generally synchronize across the devices. So you can create a list on your Mac or your, you know, your PC, and it'll synchronize onto your phone or your tablet and you've got it so you can carry it around with you. In most cases, you can create multiple lists. For instance, I I do use the Reminders app, although it's not my primary task management system. I use it uh, for specific things. I have created lists within the app for various places I go. Like the the closest grocery store to me is a, a Walmart uh you know, what do they call it? Community market or whatever. Um, and so I have a Walmart list where when I think of something I need from the grocery store, I'll add it to the list. And I have a list for movies I, w- I hear about that I want to watch. I have a list for songs that I like that I might want to buy. I have a list for um, like the Home Depot kind of thing when there are projects. So I can pull up that list when I'm at that store and see uh, I can, what I've added to it as I go along. What's really cool, and I don't, I have to admit to being not as fluent with Android devices and that sort of thing, but I can tell you one of the cool things with the Reminders app is you can use Siri 
the the voice system on the iPhone to dictate tasks. So I can be, if I'm out and about, I can just, you know, activate Siri and say, Siri, add tomatoes to my Walmart list, and it'll pop it on there without having to type or anything. So that's a, a pretty cool way to manage if, if you want to be able to create lists, keep them with you, have them sync across devices. That can be a really good option. And again, it's free. The cons, the are it they're not as robust or as easily organized for people with multiple areas of responsibility or for complex projects and I'm not I haven't found a real easy way to share those lists with other people if you need to be able to do that or to delegate tasks still it's a great tool and it's something that I use pretty regularly um uh, the next step up or another option that's similar to those, but it's a third party uh, application and it's something called Wonderlist and it's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. And there'll be a link to this in the show notes, which again, those are at theproductivewoman.com slash 30, the number 30. Um, Wonderlist is, it's a simple list creation app, but kind of on steroids and it it's really uh, has a lot of advantages to it it can you can use it to create multiple lists for different projects or different areas you can share these lists much more easily uh, than say the built-in apps uh, reminders app on the iOS devices. And so there was a time when I had a list in a wonder list. I used to use it much more than I do now before I graduated to something a little more complex. I used wonder list and I had a, a specific list that I called the honeydew list that I shared with my husband when I'd think of some project or something that needed to be fixed at the house or, or something like that. I could put that on there and it would pop up on that list on his iPhone. Not that he always listened to it or read it, but it was there. So if you, whether it's with family members or your work team, it's a, it's a great option for sharing somebody that needs to be able to share lists. You can set up reminders and due dates on it. And so that can be really cool where it'll, you know, ping you when, when something is supposed to be done. There is a free version that with, um, certain functionality and then they have a pro version with expanded functionality that as of this recording which is in mid February 2015 the pro version uh, the char- fee for that is $5 a month uh, it's available on all platforms so uh, uh, apple windows android uh, anything it, and it has a lot of pretty cool functions you can attach files to it so if you want to it, it has a real lot of possibilities for business use a small business use where you want to be able to share documents and things like that uh, the cons or the disadvantages of it you know that it's a there's a, a monthly subscription expense for pro or business versions but it's certainly worth checking out and seeing if it would be something that would suit your needs. And I should say, you know, I've started with the low tech and working my way up. Uh, I, I certainly suggest that you start with the simplest tool that will do the job for you and then expand or grow from that if you need to. But 
I, I'm a big fan of always starting with something that's free and simple if, if it does the job for you. And then if it doesn't, you can grow from there. So the next one up from Wonderlist, that, that was Wonderlist. The next one I uh, wanted, wanted to share with you is Nozbe, N-O-Z-B-E. And this is one that I have started using in the last few months. I'd read about it uh, having been recommended by a bunch of people. Michael Hyatt uses this one and various other people. And so I wanted to give it a try. And they have a 30-day free trial available. And I pretty quickly decided this is something I was going to want to use long term. And so I went ahead and, and signed up for the, the subscription. What, what this is, is a, an online-based task management, project management system some of the pros and why I'm using this much more now than I am using OmniFocus, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, one of the things I really like about it is how easy it is to arrange the day's tasks the way I want them to. So I can, I like to have my list in the order that I want to tackle them. Uh, but and it's very easy to do that. And it may change during the course of the day. Very simple to, to choose. The reason I started using it, besides it having been recommended, is because for my day job as a lawyer, although I'm all my stuff is on the Apple system, my day job, I have to use a Windows-based PC. And the task management system that I have been using for quite a while isn't available on, on Windows-based computers. And I... I wanted to be able to have it, my task management, my to-do list right there on my computer at work. So that's why I gave this a try. Nosby has, uh, is available on all platforms. So Windows, uh, uh, Apple, Android, just anything you can think of, they've got, it's available there. And it syncs among your devices. So when I create a list or add a task, or at a project on my PC at work, when I it it syncs across so that when I look on my phone, it's there. When I look in the app on my Macs at home, it's there. So it's wherever I go, it's there, there and available and synchronized all all across. Uh, another advantage of it is it is expandable to teams. You can add people to teams and share lists and assign tasks. So it's got a lot of functionality there. I'm not using that particular functionality, but if it's something that's important for you and what you need to get done, it's worth looking at. The cons or the, the disadvantages, there is an annual subscription cost. It, uh, as of this, as I'm recording this in 2015, it's $10 a month, or you can get a little discount if you pay for a year in advance. Uh, of $96 a year. And I do have an affiliate link for this one that will get you 10% off. And, you know, fair disclosure, if you sign up for this, if you decide to subscribe, you'll get 10% off the, the, whichever plan you order. And I'll get, I think they tack on a month or two onto my current subscription. So I get a little bit out of it, but that's not why I'm sharing this, but I'm just using the affiliate link because they gave it to me. I, I really like it. I like the way it works, the way it looks. You can color code your projects. And so I use a different color for my 
projects for my work, my law practice, and another color for writing projects and podcasting projects and then personal personal things or family kinds of things. And I, that's kind of cool. So you can see at a glance the color by the color what kind of uh, what your day looks like and what you're spending your time on. So there are a lot of great things about the um, about Nosby. I like it a lot. It's worth looking at. There is a, as I said, a, an affiliate link in the show notes that if you if you click on that, you can get that ten percent discount if you decide to buy it after the thirty day free trial. And so check that out in the show notes again at theproductivewoman.com/slash thirty. The the next one on the list is OmniFocus. And this is a really very robust, very flexible task and project management tool. It has a lot of advantages to using it. And it's a great uh, tool for people with multiple areas of responsibility and numbers of complicated projects because you can organize them and sort them in a way that will really make sense and help you keep track of everything. Um, there are many ways to view your tasks and your projects. They call them perspectives and you can set it up. It's very customizable for, um, however, what works for you. It's, it's complicated. There's a bit of a learning curve, and that's kind of one of the disadvantages, I suppose, but there are tons of tutorials and resources available for learning the processes and the nuances of the system and how to customize it to your style of working. Another great advantage is there are no recurring subscription costs. You buy the app and, and then you're done. And there's it's fabulous um, synchronization across your devices. You can also integrate it with the Reminders app and use Siri to add tasks to your inbox for processing later. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what I mean by the inbox and the processing. But there, there are some great advantages. Uh, OmniFocus is, a, is really worth looking at if you're one of those with a lot of projects to keep track of. A lot of you know you're juggling a lot of balls and you need to keep everything moving. The cons or the disadvantages, it's not inexpensive. It's certainly not the least expensive option here. Um, for the Mac, it's the, the basic program is $40 or $80 for the Pro version with more features. And I would say that if you're going to use OmniFocus, that you really consider getting the Pro version because that's where you get a lot of the really nice features that I use all the time. Uh, you have to buy it separately for your iPad, that's $30, and for the iPhone, if you want it there, for $20. But there is a 14-day free trial available on the Mac, and there's a link to where you can find information about it in the show notes. Uh, that's not an affiliate link, but uh, I would definitely consider checking it out. It can be a little overwhelming. There are a lot of options to learn uh, because it's so functional, has so, it's so adaptable, so customizable, which, which is great. But again, it can be a little overwhelming. There's a bit of a learning curve and it's, that makes it worth looking at the tutorials that are available to, to learn how to do all the different things. One disadvantage or, or I, I suppose, 
uh, can be a disadvantage is it's only available on the Apple platform. So it's not, if you're uh, a Windows-based uh, computer or phone device user, OmniFocus is not available to you. And the other disadvantage is there is no mechanism that I'm aware of for sharing projects and tasks. So this is a, you know, it's, this is for you. There, there are ways I think that you could set up a sharing system, but it's not designed for that. Um, but OmniFocus is a great tool. Re again, really great. If you're a person with a lot of different projects that you need to keep track of, look, look into that. And finally, uh, there's a, a, an app called Asana. And there, again, there's a link in the show notes for that. This is a web-based um, program, but also has uh, apps for iOS and Android. And it is really a, a, a highly recommended tool for folks who need to be able to work with teams to consolidate, uh, it was designed to consolidate the communication and task or project management for teams. You could certainly use it for, you know, yourself as an individual, but it really shines if you've got a team working on projects, whether it's your job or uh, a volunteer project or anything like that where you've got a team. I could see this being really useful Say if you're a, a team leader for, I don't know, Girl Scouts or something like that, or you're planning a charity, charity functions, you're involved in some sort of charity, Asana could be a fabulous tool for that because it's just really great for shared projects. It uh, integrates very well with Dropbox and other document management apps and uh, as well as some calendars. So you can share documents. You keep everything. Instead of having email, some of your information with your team in your email program and some of your stuff in a, a shared to-do list or something, it's all in Asana and it's really great the way it integrates. There is a free trial available and a free version for small teams that has, the free version has more limited functionality than the, the, the premium version that has greater and expanded functions is only $21 a month for up to five team members. Uh, again, it's web-based, so it's available everywhere on whatever device you use. Plus, there are these apps for iOS devices and Android. And they have the Asana people on their website. They have built-in tutorials that will talk you through how to use it. So it's really... Uh, I have just played with this a little bit. I like the way it looks. I like the way it integrates things. I'm, uh, I don't have a team to use it with, but if I was working with a small business or some kind of um, team on a, like I said, on a charity function or something like that, this, this would be the tool I would go to. And I've read lots of reviews of it and a lot of people that use it and, and rave about what a great tool it is. The only downfall that I know or the pitfall that I, I'm aware of is you've got the monthly subscription expense for the uh, larger team members uh, with the more uh, um, expanded functionality. So um, worth checking into if you need to coordinate a project with a team of people. 
So those are some of the options. Again, that's, they're by no means all of them. Uh, there, there are so many more, and I hope you're going to, you will uh, chime in with what your favorites are. We'll talk about that in a minute. So what do you do with these tools? How do you use them? Well, there are basically five steps for task or project management that apply no matter what tools or system you're using. And they are capture, process, organize, review, and do. So capture, what do I mean by that? You need whatever tool you use, however you're going to set this up, you need a simple, frictionless way to gather everything that has your attention, no matter how small or large. We've talked in the past about how trying to remember things, uh, can distract you. It uses up, uh, you know, brain power that can better be used elsewhere. So most of the digital task management systems have the equivalent of an inbox where you just dump every task, every idea, every project concept, whatever, as and when you think about it. So everything is captured in one place and you waste no time and no mental energy trying to remember it. This capture is an ongoing process throughout the day. And for me, I use my phone or my iPad for that a lot. If I'm out and about and I, or, and I think of something that I, that needs to get done or something I need to buy or a project I might want to undertake, I plug that into the system, into my task management system. And it's there. I know it's there. So I have to keep reminding myself to remember it. I don't have to waste any time on that. That's an ongoing process all the time. That's the capture step. The second step is to process it. And this is separate from the capture test, uh, capture step. And this is, you, you set aside time each day or whenever to go through the things you've thrown into your system and look at each item and decide whether it's actionable. Is it something I can do something about? If it is, then decide what is the very next action that needs to be taken. If it's something you can do in two minutes or less, just do it, check it off, and it's done. If it's going to take you longer than that, then consider whether to delegate it, put it on, or put it on the list to do it when you can. If it's not something, you know, if you plug something into your inbox and it's not something you can actually do anything about, then you, you decide whether to just trash it whether to file it as reference material or put it on a someday maybe list, something to come back and look at later at the review step, which we'll talk about in just a moment. It's important in looking at this and especially at the process step to understand the difference between a project and a task. And uh, we'll talk about this more in later episodes, but basically anything that takes more than one step is a project. Don't you don't think about this at the capture stage, but at the processing stage, you look at this thing you've put in there and a project may be a small one, you know, maybe you need to here's a perfect example. I need to get my car in for some scheduled maintenance. And Technically, you you would think that's a task, but technically it's a project. What's the smallest bit of that? The first step, I've got to find the phone number for the the dealer's, um, you know, maintenance department that I need to call. So I've got to look that up. That's, That's a task to find that phone number. 
And then the next task in that little mini project would be to call, uh, well, maybe to look at my calendar and figure out when I have time to take it in, then call them and get it scheduled and then, you know, take it in and do it. So that's, it's a mini project, but it is a project. And when you're going through the process step of task management, you want to distinguish between a project which has these subtasks that need to get done and a task which is something, a single step. And that is all done in the processing stage. And I know I'm kind of flying through this. We will talk about this more, the process of task management at a during a later episode, but I wanted to kind of hit the highlights. Step three is to organize. And you can sort them in various ways, um, usually by contexts, what I, what I call contexts. And that is maybe to create separate lists or in some of the apps that I've talked about, there are tags that you can use, but a, a list of, of, of calls, a list of errands, a list of computer work. It, 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 there are lots of different ways of sorting them, but you organize your tasks and your projects in a way that makes sense to you and the way your mind works and get it set up that way. Step four is review. And it's, and that is, this is a critical step that a lot of people forget because you can put all your tasks or your projects into your system, whether it's a notebook or, you know, OmniFocus or something more complicated. But if you don't take the time to review regularly, they're just in there and they, nothing gets done. It's easy to forget that they're there. So it's important to have a time set up to regularly review your lists, your inbox, whatever, to ensure that nothing gets missed. And I try to do this at the end of each day. I'll kind of look through my whatever I've got in my, my task management system and think about what I'm going to be doing the next day. But I have a major review time, usually Sunday evenings, where I'll go through all my various places where I've gathered stuff, make sure I've gone through everything, I've looked at everything, what am I missing? Is there something I should have, that, that I need to remember to take care of this coming week, and I allocate time for it, that sort of thing. So having a, a time to review your to-do list, your task management system is critically important to making sure you get all those things done. And the final step is do. The point of having a task management system is to get things done. It's not just to manage the system. So, you know, once you've, you've got it there and you've figured out a system that's working for you, get the things done and, and check them off your list. And so that's, that's kind of the quick overview of task management for now. We'll talk more about it, as I said, in, in coming episodes, but this is kind of the overview and uh, the quick flyover. So what do you think? Have I missed a task management tool that you can't live without? I would really love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So please feel free to ask your questions or share your suggestions or your favorite task management tools by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 30, scroll down to the comments section. You can leave your comments there I, and I will respond. A couple of quick announcements before we wrap up. Um, I am, I've mentioned this on Facebook, on the, the Productive Woman Facebook page. I'm preparing for an upcoming episode and I need your help. 
what I want to talk about is productivity rules that don't work. So are there any productivity rules, and I'm using air quotes around rules, and I, I'm talking about time management rules or organization, whatever, that just don't work for you? That, you know, the things that everybody says, all the experts say, oh, this is how you're supposed to get things done, but it just, they don't work for you. Really want to hear from you because we're going to be talking about those and, and how to deal with those. So email yours to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message either by going to theproductivewoman.com and clicking on the voice message button, or I actually have a, a voice message button on the Productive Woman Facebook page, so you can look for it there. Would love to hear from you. Get those to me, um, and let's, let's create a, a really great episode to talk about some of these things. In general, I'm always happy to hear from you. I, I welcome your suggestions and ideas for how I can make this, this podcast useful to you. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about, let me know. You can reach me any number of ways. Uh, you can start a public conversation by sharing your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 30. Or you can always post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. I do monitor those. I do respond to them. And I love to hear from you. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, your comments, your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. Or again, like I said, leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and clicking on the button in the upper right. As always, if you enjoy the podcast and you think other women would enjoy it, I would really appreciate it if you'd consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes or Stitcher. Links to subscribe or to rate and review are available in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 30. As a reminder, I would love to come and speak at your event, your women's group, your retreat, business teams, whatever, talk about productivity related issues, how to, you know, get things done for busy women, or whatever topics are of interest to your group. So if that sounds like something you would like, send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or just call me at 972-638-638. 0308. And I would love to get together with you. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, lynda.com. And that's L-Y-N-D-A.com. Now, lynda.com is the place to go for high quality video tutorials on just about any subject you can imagine. They have over 3,000 courses that are taught by industry experts, and they're always adding more. The courses cover all skill levels from beginner to advanced. Um, the, so this might be a great time to learn a new skill or expand your knowledge in an area you already know a little bit about. And really, they do have courses on almost any topic you can think of, including some tutorials, and these are video tutorials, on using some of the task management systems we talked about in this episode. Um, they have uh, uh, videos on OmniFocus and Asana. So 
you, you get access to their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. And the Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw. Uh, during that free trial period, you will get unlimited access, unlimited access to their entire library. So give it a try. Again, you go to Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash tpw for the Productive Woman. And uh, try it out. Let me know what you think after you've checked them out. And thank you to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. Well, that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that's helpful to you. I do look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.